0: hi my name is sam and i'm felicia welcome to the bootleg book club we are back for our 13th episode yes we are so excited to be back very excited this week we are reading a song below water by bethany morrow So, a little bit about the author and Power of the Pen. Um, she has many other books. Um, she has Take the Mic. Um, the second book to this book is Out, A Chorus Rises, and a few other novels. She's known as an indie writer. She is a California native, but she lives in North Country New York right now, and that's where she writes. And she graduated from the University of California Um, with a major in sociology and then she's done psychological research at the University of Wales Um, something else that I thought was interesting about this author she actually wrote um, a black rendition of Little Women which I thought which I think kind of became popular when the Little Women movie um, was remade and like I think there was just a resurgence around literature related to Little Women yeah, so her genres are across the board. Historical fiction, this is fantasy. Um, so I really like the variety that is under her belt here. I agree. So getting into the book look, the yes. cover is definitely eye-catching and definitely beautiful. Very. And um, part of why we actually chose this book was because for October, October, excuse me, we were thinking of, like, Halloween, fantastical themes. And we're both kind of scaredy cats, so we didn't want to read anything that was going to be, like, horror. Right. But um, we thought this would be a good, like, just fun choice for Halloween, basically. Yes. And then very much so, this is Black Girl Magic, I mm-hmm. think, from the cover. The essence. And then at the center of the story, um, two young girls. Um, So... I love the colors. It's vibrant. The natural black hair here. So even like the little gold pieces. um, Very nice touch here that I love. Yeah. So do you want to go into a summary about what the book was actually about? Yes. So the book is about two best friends who call each other sisters. And they are pretty much going through life as mythical creatures um there's one character she is a siren but she needs to keep it secret in this world sirens are well known in this world but they kind of have a bad reputation and and the other friend she kind of doesn't know her identity yet she has these um i guess clues or symptoms of i must be something magical but i don't know who i am has like special abilities like she can swim like really yes. fast she can hold her breath under water for a really long time like but exactly what she is is unclear. Yes. So while they're trying to figure out their identities in that way together at the backdrop of the book is pretty much a siren murder trial. Um and it becomes has more serious undertones connected to racial justice, I would say, I agree. Um, towards um, the overall message of the book. Right. I completely agree. So thanks for setting that up for us. Yes. So let's get into the bookmark where we talk about our favorite and least favorite parts of the books and specifically share quotes that we found interesting um, or that resonated with us. Okay. So, for me, I definitely appreciated every moment of the sisterhood between the two main characters, Tavia and Effie. I thought it was beautifully written, um, and I also liked how the author, Bethany, made natural hair, like, a character within itself. Yes. So, we've talked before about books that realistically mention natural hair and, like, kind of encompass it as part of the like if the main character is a black woman like there'll be different moments where it's like oh she had like a really hard time with her twist out or something like that and stuff like that it's like oh it's just nice for the reader to kind of relate to but i think here it was elevated like natural hair seemed to be a character within itself it was used to express when effie was feeling shy like for example how she might have worn her twist Versus to show strength at times or um, reverence for someone like in the way they might wrap their hair. Um, Specifically, I would say an example is like when I believe it was Tavio um, trying to wrap her hair like her idol um, Camille. I Mm -hmm. think it was. Yeah. So I think natural hair became almost like it's a character within the book. Yes, um, I agree. I think that for me, that was one of the highlights for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would bookmark um, would be Camila Fox, who is like this YouTuber who does natural hair tutorials, um, specifically who she is and how important she is to Tavia. Um, my quote comes from the beginning of the book, and she's really f- introducing saying when i can't deal with real life i escape into her virtual space where everything is perfectly lit perfectly clothed and perfectly accompanied by neo soul music i never hear anywhere but natural hair videos and the beauty supply shop um and i thought that was really beautiful for me where again hair is its own character but it's so It felt real. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't forced in this book. Um, It was something that was very much naturally done. And it's something I could connect to where I also find escape through YouTube videos and certain people that I follow. So something that was so expressed in such a way really gave me the words to really define the experiences I'm having myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And um for me I liked the quote um my vo- my voice is power awaken. And this was said by Tavia um towards the end of the book and at a critical moment I would say. But I think for me what was so interesting was that sirens um you know in mythology sirens are known to have this powerful compelling voice and can get um seamen c- c- see c- I don't know, people who are in boats? <laughs> yes, I get <laughs> but, what you're saying. Um, sailors. sailors. There you go. Sailors to do... Oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of the Sailor, word, but yeah, I know what you were talking about. to, like, crash their boats or whatever. But in this instance, like, in this world, typically sirens are black women. And I think black women's voice is... Um, is there are many instances where in our reality, black women's voice is not always listened to. It's not always considered. It's, um, sometimes, like, just on the lowest of the totem pole. And I found it interesting that in this novel, like, yes, we know, we understand siren voices to be powerful, but it is, it is turned into a negative in this book in the sense that, yes, Black women or sirens voices are powerful, but so powerful that we need to take it away Mm -hmm. from you. Um, So I, I found that, you know, black women's voice, whether in this mythical world or in our reality, like it's still um, being crushed in a sense. But um, Tavia is speaking out against that. She's like, my voice is power awaken. Like recognize the power in my voice. Don't try to crush me down. And, um, forcing everyone to kind of not only listen, but also come into them, their own selves, which we'll probably go into more so in the deep dive. And then the other one, the other quote that I had was, she was talking about her one of her favorite teachers and, like, how they taught things and, like, their frame of reference and all of that, which I thought was interesting. I just thought it wasn't very well flushed out. Um, but I thought the relationship between her and her teacher could have been a bit more flushed out. But I liked when um, she would mention things that the teacher taught. And one thing that I liked specifically was... Um, she says she she's talking about warmth and the sun and all of this, and she says her professor, her teacher, would probably tell her what you're really talking about are things like illumination and warmth, things that help me see more clearly and feel more comfortable in my own skin. And he talk about how those things, those are things that bring growth. And I think, um, really here, what was so important to recognize was that. The warmth that you are looking for that you need to like grow, it comes from your community. And you need to tap into your community sometimes yes. to be able to elevate as a person. And you know, don't don't think that you need to go get sun or warmth from like an from an external um, thing, not you know, like look within yourself look within what you the support that you already have and and kind of that um illumination in a sense so i thought that was pretty uh deep yes okay so moving on then to pov yes where we talk about our favorite and least favorite characters um this situation is this is the second time so i want to say like the second time no maybe third time where um, my favorite character did not necessarily include the main characters. Yes, I agree. We have the same fa- favorite character. Um, it happens every now and then. Um, I think for me, the main characters, they were decent enough. It's just, I think this is It seemed like a very short book, and I needed more information about them. Yeah, maybe more information about them. To grow closer to them. yeah, like, maybe it would have helped if I could have seen more of their grow. Right. I have higher expectations for the main characters. For me to really connect and start feeling like, yes, you are my favorite. You have earned this. I think maybe that is true, that, like, you're right. Like, sometimes for the main character, we have a bit more um higher expectations and it's not even to say that like i need to fall in love with the character but i feel like if you're the main character i need to know enough about you to really love you or really hate you right um in this instance so i guess our both of us said our favorite character was gargi mm-hmm. who's the gargoyle that is watching over the 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 home of uh, where the main characters live basically and in in this mythical world, even though it's mythical and they have all these weird creatures, like there are certain creatures that are just more weird. Gargoyles happen to be one of those creatures because they're very rare. They're considered to be made, not born. And for some reason, um, you know, the, the, the book is set in Portland, um, mythical Portland. But basically they have not had a gargoyle in years and years. But they happen to have one protecting their home, and um, I just thought he was a really interesting character. And I've also been finding that I think I just like gargoyles in general. Okay. Um. I there's another fantasy book that I've been reading. Um. It's a series. It is like Twilight on steroids. Um. <laughs> but I um it's. It's definitely a very teenagerish and the dialogue in that book is very teenagerish, but I appreciate the the character of the gargoyle in the same way that I appreciate the gargoyle character in this and that they are strength, they are protectors, they are revered. And I think it's a it's a type of mythical character I kind of would want to see in more um paranormal like fantasy books, probably. Yes. Um, For me, the Gargoyle was my favorite character because of one scene and one scene only when he's flying and he carries, like, the main characters. Um, This happens, like, twice. One time where it's just, like, one of them. And um, there's just, like, a lot of drama around that. But just that image for me, I like that. Again, I'm drawn to the whole protector, carry me in your arms, that type of thing. Specifically, protect the black one.
1: Right. Yes Specifically mm-hmm. the black woman deserves to be protected Exactly Deserves
0: to, um, Be revered Deserves to be considered special So I, I, agree. I like that as well So that's why I liked the girl. Other than that um, for me Again this was so I just I didn't have a sense where I felt Too attached to any character That's true um, I will say for a fantasy book it's rather short Um, because typically with fantasy books, you need that time to build the world. Exactly. You need that time to build the characters. Now, I will say, like, I loved Legendborn, but I didn't love Legendborn until I was like three hundred pages in. (laughs) Um, and Legendborn is, I want to say, around five hundred ish pages. Versus this is less than three hundred pages. Right. So I can definitely understand where you're going with that. Yes. And then for me, the least favorite character was um, I'm gonna pronounce her name wrong unfortunately probably Nema Nema yeah Nema um, I just felt like she was rude she um was rude. and I just didn't get her motivations um I didn't get her motivations of just pretty much she is the one of the main um antagonist in the book um i think there's so she other is light like, antagonists out she there a uh, an Iloco, which is another mythical creature that i've actually never heard of i wonder if she made that up for this book i don't know i might i'm not super read up on mythology mm-hmm. but um the locos are special they have special melody they are the most popular my reason for not liking Naima was that um, even with being in an a loco and being like super popular or whatever at the end of the day she's a black girl. she's supposed to be part of the network that keeps um, uh, Tavia safe and she just doesn't seem to want to engage in that at all and it was right. really like just thinking about herself and and selfish really right. But I guess that's the point of her kind of getting her point of view in for the second book. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that kind of leads into the deep dive um, for where we're going. Um, Pretty much just a warning that we'll be going through a few of spoilers if you don't want to hear the spoilers kind of try to skip this part at least but um we don't go through every spoiler so you'll still enjoy the book I think yeah I fully agree and also there's just so much going on even yes. in the under 300 pages there's so much going on in this book it goes from like one end to the one other, end to the and, other, other back, and back and, and yeah. side roads <laughs> Exactly um, But one thing I will say for this book Again, it's about black sisterhood It's Tavia and Effie's story And their point of views are switched back and forth So you, you get an understanding um, of what they're thinking about What they're feeling, what their fears are And um, I think, again, that's one thing that's popping up is they're not just friends, they're sisters because um, they have to live with each other. Yeah, and Tavia's no. um, family actually adopted Effie, which I was yes. confused about, but... Yes. Um,
1: um,
0: but from there, I think I liked the tone that was set in the book, where we're coming from a place of camaraderie. Camaraderie? camaraderie. Yes, yeah. exactly. A place of connection, a place of unity, um, versus right from the back of just drama, I right. think. Right. Okay, so let's get into the highs, the lows, and all that good stuff. Okay. So for me, I kind of already touched on this, where for me, I did love the friendship sisterhood between the two girls. However, I didn't really understand why Tavia's family adopted Effie, but I did like the support there. Um, for me, it was confusing because, yes, while Effie's, um, mother passed away and she doesn't know who her father is, she has these grandparent figures who are in her life who were raising her, so I wasn't sure why she needed to be adopted. They talked about her having the opportunity to go to a better school, but, like, in that case, you don't need to adopt someone for them to come live with you. I... Yeah, the adoption part wasn't necessarily needed, but towards the end, you see why they needed to be together. And I think that was a really nice connection where Tavia at some point was supposed to be there to protect Effie almost, right? Yes, Using and this, her voice, this whole time we, we think that Tavia is the one who needs protection Exactly And she does, I think she does need protection in a way mm-hmm. But we also see that Effie also needs protection Right And they are kind of helping each other be protected, I guess Yeah um, You just learned that their stories are more think, intertwined um, It just wasn't necessary yeah. It was a lot yeah. <laughs> Basically Yes Um But <laughs> it, it did set up Very interesting Family dynamics though. And that's the part That kind of got me Where it was like And that's what I listed As my thorn Or as my low of the book okay. Where it was like The lack of a Solid relationship Between Tavia And her father Yet, Effie, the adopted daughter, has, like, some strong relationship with the father. And part of that is because the father does not like sirens. Mm -hmm. His mother was a siren. He felt like it was just a lot of trouble. It was going to bring a lot of trouble to Tavia. He wanted her to just push that part of herself down. But... I don't know. It just made everything weird for me, right. like the Dynamic family, and it was just hard to read because you could tell like that was very heartbreaking for Tavia. Yes, Tavia. It was. Tavia. Yeah, yeah. I also think the father. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not a parent, but I think he was doing a lot. He was doing the most of trying to control Tavia's voice. Um, he came from a sense like this is protection, but really, you could see that the over. Um, watching the over-criticizing of silencing her to protect her was causing more harm than help. Yeah. Um, because there comes to a part when, again, this is about, um, they realize that there's a murder trial going on because this girl's boyfriend kills her, Um, but she was a siren. So they're pretty much saying, like, this is fine. So he was, was saying justified it was justified. Was a siren. Um. So the dad is like, if you wrote anything about that, if you're following anybody who's about this trial, you need to kind of disengage from it immediately. And um, I think that was a lot of forced drama. I think almost also that just wasn't needed. Versus just being there as like, you know, we could talk about this internally. How do you feel? How is this making you feel? Let realistic about these feelings um and that's how i felt about the relationships all throughout the book of really like nobody's actually trying to talk um which it seemed made maybe drama for the a lot of secrets were being kept yes a lot of secrets were being kept um i think for me what was a low and of high mixture was the magic system um just because again that was something else that was just there was a lot of elements to it it was very and, confusing, and it was very confusing in only three hundred pages, and so, and just like like we said, it goes like it goes very quickly, but there's a lot happening within these three less than three hundred pages, but it, you never get a chance to fully understand the world, which I don't I don't think you can world build and flush out a story and characters and all of that in in the amount of pages we were given basically yes and that was also just this understanding of like do people know about magic because sirens are a secret but they do know about magic. It was and what's real, real and what's fake. Yes, <laughs> there was this whole thing <laughs> with the renaissance fair. Yes. And I was like, so are mermaids real or not? not. <laughs> yes, um, but I will say what I did like about No, the- no, I'm not <laughs> done. I'm not done. No, no, I'm not done. Not only that, they talk about this mythical story. And Effie herself becomes confused about <laughs> Effie, who's been part of this Renaissance Fair for since she was a baby. I don't know. And who's been hearing these mythical stories on top of the mythical world that they live in. And she herself becomes confused, like, what is going on? Are these mythical stories real? Am I the mythical person right. in the mythical stories? It was so much. It was so much. And she's like, did I do this? Did I not? It was just um, it was so much confusion, which I think, again, like build out the world a little bit better. And I think it would have been better understood. Yes. But, yeah. I will say what I <laughs> liked about the magic was, of course, the connection to realistically what black women go through. Yeah. Um, This idea that we have we are magical creatures as a siren. We have a voice. You kind of mentioned it. Sometimes people want to control that voice, you know, because out of fear. Right. Um, I really liked the element that sirens, um, yet people fear sirens for having this one type of song that they know of that kind of, um, drive sailors to sail, sail, your sailors, 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 <laughs> I can't speak right now, um, to crash, but, Tavia really talks about there's other kinds of songs, right? Yeah. There is a song to awaken. There's an there's songs probably to inspire. Like their voice is more than what people fear. Yeah. Um. So I really liked that connection and this idea about social justice that was interwoven. Um, I. So yeah, that's what what I valued, I guess, within the magical system. The interweaving of the social justice. I would use interweaving very lightly. Okay. I felt at times like, do you want this to be a fantasy novel or do you want this to be the next The Hate You Give? Like, Mm. it was very much like, do you want this to be a story about black violence that happens? Right. Violence specifically that happens against black women or do you want this to be a fantasy book? Um, And I just... The folk, the focus to me was a little bit off. Um, I don't know that it needed, I think you could definitely touch on those elements and try to like show how they like play into the larger theme of everything, how they impact it, how they impact each other maybe. But I just, as a fantasy novel, one has to be the major plot line. Yeah. But this was going a bit too far, which I guess goes more into the writing wish. Oh, um, are there any other writing wishes that you have? No, that that was my writing that was wish. Writing like, wish? choose, like, maybe try to figure out what you want this book to be. Do you want it to be a fantasy novel? Yes. Or do you want it to be a racial justice, black women novel? Right. Like, that was it for me. Yeah, basically. that's fair. I think for me, one thing I think would have helped... um, I actually, for this novel, I did not like the two points of views. Really? I would have preferred one point of view only to focus on. I like back and forth sometimes. I I feel like having just one can get boring sometimes. I like back and forth sometimes. I like multiple point of views sometimes. Mm -hmm. For me, for this novel, I don't think it was needed. I think that added to the twist and turns and really like whose head am I in, what's going on, what is real, what is not. <laughs> um, I think if we focused on one um, girl at the time, I think it would help really for me to dive in, to even say, oh, I, I really do like this character or not. I think for me also, again, to slow down. There are so many twists and turns. We've talked about this a little bit. Um because I think there was a certain point after reading, like, the first hundred pages. I think the first hundred pages were pretty slow. After that, it was, like, plot twist after plot twist because it was, like, um, I had a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend anymore because he ghosted me. His dad oh. arrests me. Oh, um, my gosh, yes. And it's just, like, he boom, boom, miss- boom. Oh, boom. this was something I wanted it to just bring just up and I going. forgot to bring up was, why do the locals get to be the popular ones but they're cannibal (laughs) their backstory is that they might be cannibalists (laughs) cannibals but they are not evil they're great but sirens we don't they're not even saying sirens are cannibals they saying they might be able to compel people but they are worse like this was was so Yeah, I think that was just a lot for me. So again, that's where it's just like, and I need one storyline. And it led to so many questions, right? Like we are still left with a lot of questions. Which so to your point about have like focusing on one voice, maybe it could be a series where each is a series, but like instead of a back and forth situation, one book for each person. Because I think this could have been Tavia's book, Mm -hmm. and then Effie's book could be about what it's like to be a serpent right i think yeah right yes um or and trying to go back and forth between those worlds exactly i think so too um there was just there was a lot yeah there was a lot. so I okay i can see your point i can see your point i forgot about that whole that oh whole yeah thing. i wanted to mention that storyline because it bothered me <laughs> For the longest. Um, and I think, of course, that Tavia deserved better. I will say that towards the end. Yeah, I also. agree. Also, I had a note in my book where I was like, Grandma, reveal yourself. You're doing too much. Mm-hmm. Like, reveal yeah. yourself. Like, it was too... Like, you're cloaked in too much secrecy. Like, you can clearly help her, so right. help her. exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have for this book. It was short, but impactful. (laughs) I would agree with that. And I would also say that we kind of disagree on, like, to read the second book or not to read the second book. Oh, yes. I would read the second book simply because I'm like, maybe she will answer all the questions that I have in my mind. Yeah. This was enough for me. Um, It just... I usually am a fan of fantasy, but with some... It was opening Pandora's box, and I'm fine with it, just leaving it over there now. I hear you. Well, overall, like you said, I think it was impactful, and I think um, you'll be able to get a sense of what the book was like and maybe make a decision for yourself if you would like to move forward with reading it. Um, Or if you have already read it, please go ahead and leave a comment on your thoughts. Do you agree with us, disagree with us? And make sure you check out our blog and our Instagram for our rating and a written full review. Uh, Thanks so much for watching. We really appreciate it. And thanks for coming back. Thank you. All right. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.